the McAllister's app to order carryout or delivery. Visit any of our 11 area locations for the regional favorite. Every regional favorite is handcrafted and made to order using fresh, high-quality ingredients. We promise that every generous portion will be served with a smile as big as the one it'll leave on your face. McAllister's Deli. When design is key to your landscape. Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. What I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. Monday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. Uh, got a big week of stuff ahead now that Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen hood Chavino are off to the NBA. We get to get ready for the NBA Summer League, which begins here in a week or so. And we head into the month of July later this week as we, I know it's crazy to say, we inch closer to the start of college football, which is going to be fun. I don't know how exciting IU football is going to be. We've discussed that some here in the offseason as we think about the Hoosiers, but definitely college football season will be a welcomed addition to the sports calendar. We're kind of in a little bit of a lull. The College World Series and baseball getting ready to end. Uh, obviously, we're waiting for college football, the NFL, college basketball, high school hoops still, it seems like, forever away here in this time frame. But we're getting there, and uh, football season will be here before you know it. I was starting to think ahead about high school football for the upcoming year, believe it or not as a lot of the two-a-days and summer scrimmages are underway. And before you know it, we'll be later in summer. School will be resuming, and it'll be time for scrimmages in the official week one of the high school football season. So that's fun to look at. But uh, a lot of recruiting stuff coming up this summer, uh, some big things ahead in the month of July from that standpoint. And Indiana, the good news for Hoosier fans is when it comes to covering some of these recruits and keeping you posted with their recruitments, Indiana really involved with a lot of the big names. Indiana really getting a lot of mentions. Now, mentions only get you so far, but I think clearly Mike Woodson and this staff and then two draft picks in the NBA draft, maybe a couple more next year. We'll talk about that here in the opening segment. But Indiana seems to be in a good position here this offseason. So uh, thanks for being with us. One show note before we go any further, I do have a couple things out of town this week. And so we'll have a Monday show and a Wednesday show, and that will be it. Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, there will be no shows this week. We're kind of in that summer lull, so if you've got some things to get done, now's the time to do it, and I'll be back with you for a full week the following week. But Monday and Wednesday only this week, uh, no show Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week. Let's take a look at the show lineup, the service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, news, notes, headlines, all coming up here in just a moment, some recruiting notes on IU men's basketball, IU women's basketball, 
Uh, the NBA draft for 2024 has some IU flavor to it. We'll talk about that. Also, a late addition to the uh, transfer portal from a key player in the SEC. Of course, Indiana still has, as of this time, one spot open on their roster for next season. So maybe Indiana could be in the market for another player. We will see how things play out. But uh, we'll tell you more about that coming up. Also, it's Monday, so Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star stops in. We'll talk uh, what happened over the weekend. IU coaches out at a number of different events across the country, uh, including right here in Indiana. And there were some unbelievable games and lots of college coaches in Indianapolis this week for high school games featuring the best high school programs in Indiana. I understand Providence and Jeffersonville turned in really good weekends. Brownstown really good, a little outside of our immediate area, but they had a good weekend as well. And it sounds like Fishers, this should be no surprise, but Fishers, who has Jalen Harrelson, who Indiana has long been after, even though he's still a youngster, uh, they've got some other primetime players, some other good recruits that Indiana and other schools I think are going to start tracking. They should be the front runner to me heading into high school hoops next season. I think they've got to be the best team, at least the most talented team in 4A basketball in our state. So they should be with Harrelson a headliner for high school basketball, as you would expect for next year. But we'll talk some of that with Zach when he's with us, IU basketball, and more when he's with us. Also, later in the show, we'll talk with Chad Gilbert. Chad is the athletic director at Charlestown High School. He's with me on Mondays uh, to talk local sports. Of course, Chad also the IHSA board member for our area, just very involved here locally. And it's always fun with uh, him to talk local sports, kind of turn the attention, the spotlight to what's going on locally. So we'll do that today when he's with us uh, later in the hour. That's the lineup, the service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Let's get into our headlines today. Uh, But first, let me remind you the Thornton's text line is open. We love to hear from you. It can be a question, a comment. It can be on IU, local sports, something for one of the guests today. Whatever you want to send in, if it's reasonable, we'll get it on the air. The number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. And if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. And let's now get into some of the headlines of the day. First and foremost, a lot of talk about Trace and Jalen and their NBA. We'll catch up on some of that here in just a moment. But really good news yesterday. Former Indiana forward, Race Thompson, he's going to get a crack at the NBA in the summer league coming up, which begins I think the first full week of July, he's going to play with the New York Knicks Summer League team. Their full roster has not been announced yet, but uh, Thompson has been confirmed to be part of the Knicks Summer team. Good stuff for him. He's going to get an opportunity. Ultimately, I think, and again, I don't know. I'm just guessing, just going off what I think here. I think Race Thompson has a future ahead of him playing basketball overseas, probably at a reasonable level. And that gives him a chance to play basketball, have fun, and make pretty good money doing something that he loves. But to start off with a summer opportunity uh, gives him a crack at the NBA, 
And if the Knicks like him or think he can play a role, maybe an opportunity to try out for a roster spot once the summer league comes to a conclusion and the NBA teams begin practice and get into their preseason camps and those things. And if the Knicks don't like him or it doesn't work out there, the fact that he's in the summer league is huge because there are so many people at the summer league. All the NBA teams are looking at players even if it's players on other teams that they might ask to come join their camp or try out for a spot or assign them to a two-way contract and place them with their G League team. So it's a good opportunity. And Vegas is like the capital of the world when it comes to professional basketball in the month of July. Not just the NBA Summer League, but so many big European scouts are there. There are other workouts for the minor leagues, for whatever they're worth here in the States but also a lot of the European leagues as well. So it's kind of like the month of July when the college coaches are on the road recruiting. Uh, Vegas in July is the pro scouts and front office personnel trying to put the final pieces or figure out their rosters for next season. So good for tra- uh, good for race. I think it's good for him. And it's good in general for Indiana. I mean, three players likely going to be in the summer league. Uh, I believe Hood Shafino will be on the Lakers roster. There's no reason to believe Trace Jackson Davis won't play for the Warriors. And now Race Thompson playing for the Knicks. That is really good. And now the next big NBA question related to the NBA is, what is the future of Romeo Langford with the San Antonio Spurs? We read you an update from The Athletic that had a couple uh, quotes and mentions of Romeo last week, but still kind of waiting and hanging on to see Does he get re-upped by the Spurs, and what is his NBA future uh, looking forward? So that's going to be another thing to follow here as the summer unfolds. Also, uh, name uh, another name to know in IU recruiting, Tyler Betsy is his name. He recently was on an IU official visit, so he was in Bloomington meeting with the staff. He's a top 30 player in the 2024 class. He plays for St. Thomas More in Connecticut and then for the New York Wrens program on one of the shoe circuits. I forget if the Wrens are Adidas or Nike these days, but Betsy's six foot eight wing. He's a three point shooter and his game is improving. Everything I've seen and read about him is he has really stepped his game up to another level. But Tyler Betsy, another top 30 player, another highly ranked guy that Indiana is going to be looking at this July when the college coaches can get on the road. It's almost hard to keep up. There are so many names, and it's not just far-fetched names or names from Indiana or whatever. It's some of the best out there in 2024 and 2025 that Indiana is getting involved with. One other IU note, IU is going to host Army as part of the 23-24 schedule, according to a report from John Rothstein uh, that came out. Of course, an interesting connection there, Bob Knight. Uh, you know, has a connection with Army, the former coach there. He coached Coach K, who went on to be an IU assistant, and then a great coach at Duke, who recently announced his retirement. But kind of an interesting connection over the years between Army and the IU basketball program. That game will take place in Bloomington on November 12th. And so with that announcement that Army is going to come to Bloomington for a game, that that now means that we know 30 of 31 opponents for the 23-24 season. We don't know all the dates, especially for the Big Ten Conference stuff. That's still up in the air. We do know the opponents, who Indiana will play once, who Indiana will play twice in the Big Ten. And as far as non-conference goes, we know the dates and some of the other details, but you can add Army 
to the list. Army a year ago was 17 and 16, and they, of course, are a member of the Patriot League. Uh, not at all going to be a challenging game for Indiana, but I think a good game. And so uh, they've got a connection. Kevin Kubik is their new head coach. He was an assistant under Archie Miller at Dayton. I think he also uh, served in some role under Brad Stevens at Butler. And I know he also was under Thad Mata when he was at Ohio State and Butler as well. So there you go. That's the latest with the IU schedule. IU and Army going to take place as part of the 23-24 season. And looking ahead, the 2024 ESPN mock draft. I mentioned this last week, but I tell you what, Indiana already maybe getting the same amount of love for the NBA draft next season as what they have this year. They've got Kellel Ware, the seven-foot sophomore center that's incoming to Indiana from Oregon via the transfer portal, going number 11 in the draft next year. So that would mean that Ware is a lottery pick, and according this is going to all change. They've got him at going to Portland as the number 11 selection right now. Mackenzie Mbako, who last week I read a, a I thought it was from ESPN, last week I read off a mock draft that had Mbako in the first round, but the latest 2024 mock, which will change thousands of times between now and next June, has Mbako going number 31. So I believe that is, what, one of the early picks of the second round to Detroit. So if Indiana were to have two players chosen next year in the 2024 draft, it would be the first time they've had multiple players drafted in consecutive years since 1987 and 1988. I tell you what, two this year, two next year, who knows what happens with Race Thompson. The number of IU guys in the league could really grow over the next year or two, depending on what happens with some of these guys. But it's exciting to see, of course, Kellel Ware coming in from Oregon. I know there's a lot of excitement about his addition to the program. And then you get that late push we all got with McKenzie Mbako, the decommitment from Duke deciding to choose Indiana. Uh, very interesting stuff in Indiana, again, not just with recruits, but with its current roster and with some guys that just left the program making some high marks right now in the NBA. So interesting to see. Also, Trace Jackson Davis was introduced by the Golden State Warriors over the weekend in the introductory press conference for some of the Warriors additions through the draft and uh, free agency pickups. Uh, also, I'm pretty sure I saw something uh, tweeted out from the Warriors that was the lockers as they welcomed the new players into the locker room. I think I saw Trace Jackson Davis's locker was either next or just down from Stephen Curry. So you talk about going from IU, being a big-time player at IU and in the Big Ten, being mentioned at least in the College Basketball Player of the Year discussion, uh, and then going to play with Curry and the Warriors the next year. So pretty cool stuff for Trace Jackson Davis as he moves on to the NBA and uh, Alabama point guard Javon Quinterly. He is going to enter the NCAA transfer portal. He announced on Sunday he's a five-star prospect coming out of high school. Started his career, you may remember, at Villanova, then transferred to Alabama in 2019 and was expected to be a really big member of this year's Alabama team. So he's transferring. Indiana has an open spot. Who knows where things could go in this crazy world of the transfer portal, but uh, he uh, Quinterly is in the portal and I'm sure going to be recruited and contacted by a whole bunch of schools that uh, are interested in his services. All right, that's a look at our headlines for this 
Monday edition of the program. A reminder, we'll be with you today until noon. We'll be with you Wednesday for our normal show, but no show on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday of this week. And then as we get into July, things will be pretty normal uh, back on a Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. schedule. Thanks for being with us. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star. We'll recap the draft. We'll recap the Charlie Hughes shootout where the IU coaches were at over the weekend and more from an IU perspective coming up next. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. McAllister's Deli, where it's made fresh for you. The dining room is open, providing a safe environment following all state and CDC guidelines. Download the McAllister's app to order carryout or delivery. Visit any of our 11 area locations for the regional favorite. Every regional favorite is handcrafted and made to order using fresh, high-quality ingredients. We promise that every generous portion will be served with a smile as big as the one it'll leave on your face. McAllister's Deli. High school sports teach so much more than just the fundamentals of the game. They also teach the fundamentals of life, like the power of belief. I'm Robert Falkins. And I'm Carrie Rosati. We're both assistant commissioners of the IHSAA. In the second classroom of high school sports, student-athletes understand hard work pays off, and they learn to be proud of their effort, no matter the outcome. Successful student-athletes support their teammates and learn to always do the right thing. And most importantly, they learn to always believe in themselves. When high school sports keep education in front of athletics, these fundamental beliefs outweigh the idea of winning at all costs. That's why high school sports are a transformative and invaluable part of every student-athlete's education. Buy a ticket to your high school's athletic events and show student-athletes that you'll always believe in them too. This is the power of belief. This is the power of high school sports. This is your IHSAA. High interest rates may be the norm everywhere else. But right now at Genesis Diamonds, we're always thinking about our customers, and we've decided to slash interest rates down to zero. Zero percent for five years. That means you can get those diamond earrings, that designer engagement ring, or that luxury pre-owned Rolex, and spread your payments over five whole years without paying a dime in interest. Birthdays, anniversaries, just because gifts starting as low as $35 a month. And that's with zero down. Now through July 1st only. And only at Genesis Diamonds. Shelbyville Road Plaza. Approved credit. See store for details. When design is key to your landscape project, give Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge has more experience than any landscape company in the area. Remember, Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key to your project and you want the most experienced landscaping company in the area, give Walnut Ridge a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call on someone who's invested in your success. I'm Scott Aldridge, your Jeffersonville Edward Jones Financial Advisor. At Edward Jones, we believe in building a complete picture of your financial life, including your unique goals and passions, so we can help you work toward achieving what's most important to you. Call me at 812-282-0000 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC.
Are you tired of fast food burgers and fries and looking for a healthier option? Why not try one of the freshly made sandwiches at the Honey Baked Ham Company? They offer an assortment of delicious sandwiches, freshly made sides, and mouth-watering cookies. You can grab a box to go or dine in their cozy cafe. They also offer several lunch catering offers as well. Call the store, 812-941-9426. Or visit them at 3602 Northgate Court, Suite 23 in New Albany. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling, serving the Kentuckiana area, specializing in residential change-out. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling offers free second opinions. If you get some bad news from your heating and air guy, call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. 812-786-0469 for a second opinion. Call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. Again, 812-786-0469. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this in for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Monday edition of the program. The Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star with us in this segment. We'll talk IU basketball and more. And, Zach, let's start off with a big weekend for coaches out on the road, recruiting a lot of big high school events across the country. But I'm not sure there was a bigger event with more talent than the Charlie Hughes shootout right in Indianapolis. So many great top-level players there, and the Indiana coaches spent a lot of time in Indianapolis checking out some of the Hoosier State's best players this weekend. Yeah, it, it remains fascinating to me among the, you know, many, and this isn't about any one player, you know, in, in 2024 and 2025, and among the sort of many, I guess, criticisms uh, or skepticisms that were thrown at Indiana when Indiana hired Mike Wilson was kind of just this idea they were running something comfortable. He was a, a program alum. He would go recruit all the players they wanted him to recruit because he was from Indiana and they're from Indiana. And to this point, Mike Woodson has signed, you know, a couple of recruiting classes, a couple of transfer classes, and the only in-state player that he has signed is a player he didn't commit. That was C.J. Gunn. Um, he obviously recommitted him after the coaching change, but um, you know there has not been some sort of you know forced overemphasis on on local guys. Um, but I do think that's you know you get a sense that's going to change, particularly as we approach 2025. Some some really good players uh, in the state in 2025, and of course Florida Madunga, who is um, probably as co- right now about as coveted as any big man in the the, uh, the 2024 class, and that's for Indiana, but also for a whole host of other schools. Um, so if Indiana has its way, that's going to change. Um, but when I see, you know, <laughs> when I see stuff like that and when you bring that up, I, it still makes me chuckle that, you know, for all of the sort of criticism that we saw Indiana take over just kind of trying to run to what was comfortable rather than what was smart or what was, you know, maybe ambitious. This is another area where Mike Woodson really has not uh, behaved the way people thought he would in terms of maybe 
overemphasizing recruiting in state. Talking with Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star. Let's stay on a topic that's somewhat uh, connected with recruiting, the NBA draft, the success of Indiana with Trace and Jalen hood Jafino a few nights ago. If Indiana could duplicate that again next year, I mean duplicate by having a first round and a second round pick or just two picks in general go in the draft, Kellel Ware and McKenzie Mbako, I think, are the two biggest names that have that potential. Uh, that's a big statement in our recruiting world of today. Kentucky and John Calipari have developed that reputation of helping get players to the league. And I know ultimately Indiana fans want to make a Final Four and a, go for a national championship. But when it comes to winning some of these recruiting battles of these key players Indiana was watching over the weekend in Indianapolis, these NBA draft picks and getting players to the league, developing them for the NBA, that's a big, big deal. And I think another year of Indiana's uh, success, maybe having two more picks, that would take Mike Woodson to a level we've not seen Indiana in some time. I think that's true. I think even having just, you know, maybe one more draft pick, frankly, um, you know, just, just maybe if, if one of like Terrell Ware or McKenzie Mbako or, or somebody else winds up in somewhere in the first round to the you know, top 20, top 22 picks maybe. Um, it, it just, you know, it, it, recruiting is, to some extent, a what have you done for me lately business. And, and you're always, you know, you're, you're a recruiting agency, especially with, you know, guys who you're trying to sell a, a, an NBA path to, um, will always be a, you know, about as reliant as basically how good you did in the last draft uh, or maybe the last couple drafts. But you build up a reputation. And, and I think you build up a reputation where it's not just about every guy that comes in, you know, gets his, his, his dream. But it's, it's, it's a reputation that says every guy that comes in gets the experience he was promised, gets the, um, you know, the... What is, the, what is the word I'm looking for here? Just the, the sort of the role, the opportunities, the, the development, the coaching, the, the, you know, just the, the plan, you, you stick to it. And, and maybe, maybe for some guys the plan doesn't work. Maybe for some guys, you know, the, 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 there has to be some sort of compromise somewhere along the way because you know, circumstances change, obviously. I think we saw that, for example, last season a little bit with James Shafino and Xavier Johnson going down with an injury. And that probably benefited all parties in a lot of ways. It won't always. You know, maybe it's that freshman that gets hurt the next time. But if, if kids feel like, kids at that level feel like you're giving them a fair shake and you're, you're telling them the truth and you are, you are sticking to what you promised them, then, number one, you know, if you get elite talent, you should just have, you know, in the aggregate enough success to put a lot of them into the NBA. Number two, they talk to each other. Their coaches talk to each other. They play for the same AAU programs, the same prep programs. You know, they go to, they spend time on Team USA duty together, whatever. And, you know, that you, you gain a reputation as just somebody that elite prospects can trust. And you don't, again, you can't build that, that reputation overnight. It has to happen over, you know, over several cycles, and Indiana's in a good place. But as you say, you know, you, you kind of need to continue that and, and keep that up. You've got a couple players that have been listed. I think ESPN and Kalal Ware and McKenzie Mbako both drafted in the first round, and the most recent 
2024 mock that's obviously, you know, months away. The point is that people do see NBA talent still on this roster, and, and you're going to have to prove you can maybe do it with a guy who plays a slightly different position and, and yada, yada, yada. But um, the more elite players come to trust that, you know, what they see is what they get with you and that you're the opportunities you offer them are legitimate and, and the promises you make them are adhered to, um, the easier it is to sell that up to the next one. And and I think that there's there's every chance based on just the sheer tonnage of guys they're involved with in twenty twenty four at the top forty, top thirty, top twenty level. I think there's a decent chance Indiana's gonna wind up signing a recruiting class. Um, obviously they haven't committed anybody yet, so maybe it's the same as last words, but I think there's a decent chance Indiana's gonna wind up signing a recruiting class with at least a couple guys in it that, that might be buying into that same sort of vision, that same sort of message. Talking with Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star, IU basketball recruiting and how the NBA draft has had, and I think will have some positive effects on that. This summer, July, is another opportunity for coaches to get out on the road, and it just seems Indiana is involved with so many big-name players in the 2024 and 2025 classes. Um, Zach, you have covered this stuff for a long time. You know how fans get into recruiting um, Indiana has had ups and downs at times under Archie Miller, Tom Crean. Indiana was able to will in a big recruit that maybe you expected the program at that time would not be able to get. But uh, based on what you look back in, in your time covering the team, is Indiana's recruiting trending to being involved with more big-name guys, more top-ranked guys than what you can remember in, in recent time? Oh, definitely. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I mean, it's it's been, you know, I think probably the most comparable time periods. In in, in this, you know, listen, this is just my time on the beat, but um, this is probably. I can think about some of the recruiting agency that Kelvin Sampson developed over a short period of time after he flipped Eric Gordon, and I think there was some similar sort. And I know we can talk about oh, he broke the rules and phone calls and blah blah blah, but I. I think there was a real sort of, you know, people forget Eric Gordon and Derek Rose actually visited Indiana together. Um, and there was a real sort of like, whoa, hang on. You know, the, the top two players or maybe two of the top three players, O.J. Mayo was also in that class, but, you know, two of the top three players in the class are considering Indiana. And this guy's been on campus like six months. What's going on there? Um, and, you know, Kelvin Sampson at one time had built up a really nice, sort of level of recruiting momentum. Obviously, it came to a screeching halt. But I think there was the certainly the time around when Cody Zeller signed and you got, you know, kind of Hunter Perea, Cody Zeller, Yogi Ferrell, um, you know, Jeremy Hollowell, all in a, a stretch of maybe just about, I think, about six months, to six, seven months. That did feel different. You know, all those kids were in-state. Obviously, the, the program itself was in a very, very... Um, unusual place, a place it's not really been at any other time in its modern era in terms of being kind of completely torn down and, and rebuilt. Probably the most comparable time period that I've seen would have been, you know, sort of around and immediately after that 12-13 season when Indiana won the Big Ten and got to the Sweet 16 and put two players in the lottery, Victor Oladipo and Cody Zeller. And you suddenly started to see elite guys take a much longer look at Indiana 
and that's of course uh, when Indiana wound up in a class with Noah Vonley, Troy Williams, and Stan Robinson, who were all top sixty kids. Vonley was a top ten kid. You know, Williams I think was top twenty five, top thirty, according to a handful of different sources. Um, and of course, you know, we can have our debates about just kind of how that class turned out, but that's the last time it felt like Indiana was was getting this level of interest from guys who are top. 30, top 25, top 15, I mean, even, you know, arguably the best player in the class, Dylan Harper. Um, I'm not saying he's going to end up in Indiana, but he's clearly given Indiana a really long look in the same way he is Rutgers, which is obviously the, the family connection, in the same way that he is uh, Duke, which is just a program that is always going to sell itself to to elite prospects. So it, it's you know, it's, it's comparable probably to where it was maybe about 10 years ago under Tom Crean, and, and frankly, in some ways, I'll be honest, um, it probably wasn't even this this comprehensive then. Now, the flip side is you got to close on some of these guys. You don't have to get every single one of them, but if you're going to have a list of, you know, 15 top 150 kids that have all visited campus by now and can visit again thanks to all these changes in official visit rules, if you know, let's say nine of those top nine of those fifteen kids are going to be top eighty kids. Six of those fifteen kids are going to be top fifty kids, and four of those fifteen kids are going to be top thirty kids. You got to commit some of them, and and you got to you know, it, it, all this recruiting momentum doesn't sort of cash in for much if you don't get one or two big fish and sign a twenty twenty four class that is, you know, among the best and certainly the Big Ten and probably the country. Um, but, you know, back to the kind of premise of the question, it's been a long time since Indiana was in a position to do that. And um, Indiana has found itself in that position now. And it seems like they are very much sort of, for lack of a better term, kind of taking all this for a, taking this, this momentum and this, um, this energy for a spin in a really meaningful way. Zach Osterman, the Indianapolis Star. Zach, also wanted to get your comments on the IU schedule. The Hoosiers will host Army, we found out over the weekend. I think we now know 30 of 31 opponents uh, for the 23-24 season. What's your overall take on this IU schedule and how it matches up with the potential of this IU roster? Yeah, I think think we've, we've all sort of probably recognized that the the, the, the big fish were already on the schedule for some time. We knew that the, there was, you know, Kansas return game um, was was scheduled for mid-December. The trip to Atlanta to play Auburn on December 9th. Um, I, I would say, and, and I, this is hardly earth-shattering news, I would expect a time to be firmed up for that pretty soon. Um, in fact, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's this week. I, you know, it's Obviously, we all know the date, but um, the time is, is to be announced. I think that's largely because of TV. Um, but I would expect that if not this week, then maybe next week. So people who are listening who may be wanting to go to Atlanta but don't know, you know when they're going to have to get there and um, you know, how long they're going to stay. And then the answer, of course, is stay for as long as you can. It's the greatest city on earth. But um, <laughs> the, yeah, I would expect some clarity on that pretty soon here. And then, of course, you had the two games out at the Empire Classic. 
adding Army just kind of gives you a sense of basically where the last holes are in the schedule. So Indiana opens play on the 12th. They play, or excuse me, on the 7th. Then they play on the 12th and the 16th. The Empire Classic is the 19th and the 20th. They have six days off there before playing Harvard on Thanksgiving Sunday in, in Indianapolis. Then they would have six days off if they wanted them. Um, and I, I don't have the academic calendar in front of me. Maybe things are weirdly bumped up here, but my presumption is that would be dead week, which they do often, though not always, take off the week before finals week. Um, so they play Harvard on the 26th. Um, they play Auburn on the 9th. Obviously, they're also going to have to fit some Big Ten games in there. Um, Harvard is a, if I'm not losing my mind, let's check this and get it right while we're talking. The 29th is actually a Wednesday, so forgive me. That's, I'm, I'm incorrect. That's the Wednesday after Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. You would imagine that with the Auburn game where it is, the weekend after the Harvard game, which would be the first weekend of December, and then the midweek after the Harvard game, which would be the first full week of December, that's probably where you fit your two Big Ten games that you have to play in December. So you probably fit those between Harvard and Auburn. Then they will certainly take the week off between Auburn and Kansas, because if I'm not mistaken, that's finals week. Um, and then they, what's one thing that's interesting to me is they, put the, they, they schedule the game on December 29th against Kennesaw State, which, of course, we would presume is going to be played in Bloomington, and um, tells me that they have a level of assurance that they will not be resuming Big Ten play until, you know, I mean, last year I think their first Big Ten game back was January 5th. I think they would have, I don't think they would put a game on the 29th unless they had a certain level of assurance that basically it would be right around then, the 4th, the 5th, the 6th, they would be resuming Big Ten play. Um, my presumption is that if we're fitting you know, kind of one more game in here, it's probably going to be, because you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now, they've got one against Moorhead State that I don't think is, I don't think the date is confirmed yet. But my presumption would be, unless they want a game uh, around Thanksgiving, so they, they play the Sunday and Monday before Thanksgiving, they could play, let's say, either theoretically the, Wednesday before Thanksgiving, if they really wanted to play a game so so soon after the Empire Classic, they could also play the Friday after Thanksgiving and still have you know plenty of um, uh, plenty of room there. I think either there, either you're looking at there or you're looking at two games post Kansas pre Christmas, which is very doable because Kansas is on the 16th. You could play, you know, the 19th and the 21st, for example, and your kids would still have plenty of time to get home um, and and have kind of their Christmas break before they reported back. So my guess is the the remaining sort of spots to be determined, both one opponent and I think two dates at this point on the schedule, um, are going to be built around one of the two holidays. That would be my presumption at this point. I got you. Zach Osterman, the Indianapolis Star, a rundown of the IU schedule for next season. Zach, number of other things on the list. We'll catch up with you on those next time. Thanks for checking in, and we'll talk with you next Monday. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me, as always. All right, Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star with us to what I always say, help kickstart the week from an IU perspective going through some recruiting stuff 
NBA draft and also the schedule for the upcoming year. We almost have it all set as far as who Indiana is going to play. 30 of 31 opponents are known as of late June. We'll head to a break. We're back to talk local sports. Chad Gilbert, athletic director, Charlestown High School, IHSA executive board member. He joins me in the next segment coming up next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Twenty twenty three Big X Sports Radio Golf Cards are hot off the press. This year's card features Park Mammoth, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2023 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. When we say supply is limited, we mean the supply is limited. limited. So get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Play Park Mammoth, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake for under $25 a round with a card included. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com. The plumbers, pipe fitters, welders, and HVAC technicians of Local 502's commitment to excellence can be seen in our community every day. The KFC Yum Center, Ford Motor Company, and the Omni Hotel are just a few examples of their professional craftsmanship. Local 502 has been part of our community for over a century and invests over $1 million annually training skilled local workers. Members of Local 502 are your friends, neighbors, and children's coaches. For more information, go to lu502.com. Local 502, built on excellence, building a better tomorrow. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling, serving the Kentuckiana area, specializing in residential change-out. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling offers free second opinions. If you get some bad news from your heating and air guy, call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. 812-786-0469 for a second opinion. Call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. Again, 812-786-0469. Governor Holcomb, I love how high school sports teach the importance of the journey. I couldn't agree more, Commissioner Nidig. Before any measure of success is achieved, like making a winning play or earning a state championship, student-athletes go on an essential journey that humbles and teaches them every step of the way. The lessons learned along the journey of high school sports are about so much more than just the game. Student-athletes learn how to persevere through adversity, never give up, and to get better every day. This second classroom teaches the skills, behaviors, and attitudes student-athletes need to be successful on the playing field and in life. There's no better training ground for today's teens on their way to becoming tomorrow's leaders. Support the vital work of education-based athletics by buying a ticket to your high school's athletic events. This is keeping education in front of athletics. This is the journey of high school sports. This is your IHSAA. Celebrate Independence Day at one of the nicest golf courses in Kentucky. Park Mammoth Golf Club is hosting a four-person golf scramble on the 4th of July. The 9 a.m. shotgun start has everything you want for an entertaining day on the links. Closest to the pin, 
longest drive, and beautiful views at the wonderful course in Park City, Kentucky. The event is $80 per person. Sure by calling 270-544-7200 or find more information at parkmammothgolfclub.com. When design is key to your landscape project, give Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge has more experience than any landscape company in the area. Remember, Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key to your project and you want the most experienced landscaping company in the area, give Walnut Ridge a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call on someone who's invested in your success. I'm Scott Aldridge, your Jeffersonville Edward Jones Financial Advisor. At Edward Jones, we believe in building a complete picture of your financial life, including your unique goals and passions, so we can help you work toward achieving what's most important to you. Call me at 812-282-0000 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Monday edition of the program. Thornton's text line open, that number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Chad Gilbert, he's the athletic director at Charlestown High School and an IHSA executive board member for our area. He joins me on Mondays as we talk the latest with local sports. Chad, I kind of forgot over the weekend that it's the middle of the summer and school is out because there was so much good high school basketball being played in Indianapolis, kind of giving us a read for next season and all kinds of college coaches there as well to check out uh, prospects of all levels here from our state. Well, Matt, it is the summertime, as you can hear. Miss Amy, Bam, Evie, we're splashing by the pool, kicking back, taking it easy today, enjoying the sun. And that's something that kids – need to do this time of year. They need a little bit of time away. Need to hang out at the pool. Need to go to Holiday World. Uh, get away on vacation. Just have time to be a kid. And this is a great time for a kid to do that one. I think they, they've got it right in college where coaches are allowed to take their teams out and get seen this next two weeks, or this past two weeks. And I think they did an excellent job of doing that, whether it was down in Shelbyville or whether it was in Indianapolis this past weekend, every kid who's on a roster had a chance to be seen in front of a coach. Now, whether you are not what that coach is needed or you're on that coach's radar or that coach says, hey, we've got a player at that position, but I've got a buddy, he may need someone at that position. I just think it gives a lot of opportunities for kids to get that exposure if they want to continue and play at that next level. Chad, I tell you what, coming out of the weekend as we head for the final week of June basketball before it transitions back to grassroots and AAU, Providence, which is a bit of a surprise, and Jeffersonville with that young sophomore class that will be back as juniors, 
they seem to be the front runners in our immediate area if you want to go ahead and talk about high school basketball for the winter. Well, you know, I, we touched on that a little bit last week, Matt. You know, that Jeffersonville, you know, they're going to play guys and they're going to outman a whole lot of teams. They have really very good personnel. They're going to play guys this summer and they're going to, they're going to handle those guys. Now, they run across some guys that are up to their level, they got, they got to perform. they got to step up. But there's not too many people on that level that Jeffersonville has. My goodness, they had a great team. I think Coach Wilkerson is excited for his team for the next couple of years. And it should be a lot of fun in Red Devil Land for those guys. Providence, you know, it's like you've seen uh, Star Wars before, haven't you, Matt? Oh, yeah. You know the Stormtroopers that come out there with Darth Vader? Absolutely. Picture Ryan Miller, Darth Vader, and the rest of those guys, Stormtroopers. Because you can put any of those guys in any position, and they're going to do the role. Ryan Miller does an excellent job with those guys. But, you know, we talked about it last week. You know, I know I'm biased. I think Noah Lovin is one of the best players around in the area. I think he does so much to make his team better. He is a relentless worker. He's a big, strong kid. And I hope that people see that. You know, he, he doesn't have that flash or that catch your eye stuff but what he can catch your eye on is winning games and I I think that's something that uh, I hope coaches catch on as they go forward to because he is a really outstanding player but I look forward to watching both those teams next year I think like I said I think coach Wilkerson is in for a great season and I think uh, coach Miller is in for a great season as well Absolutely. Chad Gilbert, my guest. Chad's the AD at Charlestown and with me Mondays as we talk local sports. You know, you and I always take the side of high school coaches and we know behind the scenes what it takes to run a program. It's not just the practices and the games. There's basically a year-round commitment and it's not just basketball. It's basically any and every sport nowadays. Coaches at the high school, even middle school level in many cases are involved around the calendar. My question is this, as a former coach, as a guy that coached girls and boys and has been around basketball your entire professional career, all the way going back to when you were a player yourself, do you like the summer, the month of June, the chance to practice, play some games? Now the college opportunity has been added in recent years. If you've got high-level guys to be seen by the Division One coaches, what are your thoughts on this month from a high school perspective? You know, Matt, Coach Lynch and I have discussed this a little bit, and the summer can play tricks on you because if you're not in that gym and you're not practicing with the same intensity that you're practicing with in October, November, December, January, February, you know, leading up to the sectional, you kind of get a little complacent with what you're supposed to do. And it's not fair to expect kids to do that much intensity for an entire month to to practice with that intensity. We talked about, you know, I think you're better off to have your summer league, give kids an opportunity, one, so you can show kids why they are playing, two, give kids an opportunity to see why they're not playing. Play those a couple of days a week. Maybe practice twice a week on your stuff. And then get in the gym and just get a lot of shooting a lot of individual development. You know, maybe play a one-on-one tournament. Winner gets a pair of shoes. A three-on-three tournament. Bring, some, you know, a horse tournament around the world. An obstacle course. Just bring something back that makes kids enjoy it a little bit more because it is a lot of pressure on kids. We, um, you know, I thought about what we just talked about playing in June. Well, a lot of these kids are picking up, and they're going to tra- go with their travel teams in the month of July. That's a whole lot of wear and tear, a whole lot of basketball for someone who's 17, 18 years old. And I talked to Dave Benner today. Dave, uh, you know, an outstanding coach, a Hall of Fame coach in Indiana, but his son Jack is an outstanding player, Purdue commit. 
you know, I was talking to Dave. I said, you know, if I'm you, Dave, you've had a great summer with your guys. I'll wrap it up for Jack. I said, you know, we've had enough this summer. I'm going to spend some time with my son this next month. I'm going to spend some time with him because next year at this time, he's gone. He's at Purdue. He's working his thing out. He's trying to adjust to a new team. And I told Dave, I said, you put Jack in a position to be successful. However, the hardest part of Jack's career is staring him right in the face. Anybody that thinks playing college basketball is just showing up and getting the gear, they're wrong. You're in for everyday battle. you got to look at that guy in the locker next to you who might be your roommate. You may have to fight him for a starting lineup. You may come back from Christmas break and your best friend, his locker's cleaned out. He's transferring. I mean, there is, a, and, and your day is scripted from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. It's not an easy gig. These guys have definitely, they, they NIL, whatever you want to come out, they're earning everything that they're getting. And it's not an easy deal to be part of this. However, if you get a chance and you get lucky and you get to be part of something special, you get to be part of guys who have the same goals as you do, the same vision as you do, you've created friends and memories for the rest of your life. So, you know, I think that part outweighs the hard part, but my goodness, anything, but that's the one thing that you got to tell your kids, your student athletes, whatever, anything that's worth achieving, hard work's going to be involved in it. Absolutely. Chad Gilbert with me Mondays on the program. Chad, enjoy some more pool time. I am, I am envious of you, man. Matt, take a day off. You're working like a dog over there. Come over here. Miss Amy's cooking grilled cheese. Bam and Evie and Dixie are laying in the pool. We got a spot for you. Just come by. All right. I appreciate it. I'll get there in just a little bit. Appreciate it, Chad. Well, appreciate the run, Matt, and thanks for everything you do for Southern Indiana Sports. Yeah, thank you. Chad with us on Mondays. Always fun to get his perspective on things, of course, basketball especially. But Chad has just been around the high school circuit and high school sports, his family really, for so long. So interesting chats and so many things we could do with Chad in the offseason as far as topics. We'll work on some of those for coming weeks. Thanks for being with us here on this Monday show. Don't forget, if you missed the live show, you could always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you should find us there. Reminder, no show tomorrow, no show Thursday, no show Friday. Our next and final show of the week is Wednesday. And I promise as we get into July, other than an occasional bats baseball day game. We'll have a fairly regular schedule of shows moving forward. Have a great Monday. Uh, Hopefully better weather than what we had over the weekend. Back with you Wednesday at 11 a.m. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.